Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hi there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with uh, co-host, religious demonologist, Adam Bly, and hopefully you today. We are live taking your calls today. So we do expect your call on Advent. That is our theme today, Advent. That is the title of our show, all about Advent. Adam is going to teach us um, a wonderful, uh, short, but very uh, deep teaching on this liturgical season of Advent that we are entering into as a church family. But before we begin, Adam, we always start with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we are taking your calls today on Advent. You will hear me say the word Advent at least a thousand times during this broadcast. Why? Because it is one of the uh, seasons of our liturgical year that everyone seems to, not everyone, most everyone seems to skip over. We're racing to Christmas. We're, we, we're not remembering this very important, uh, spiritually deep uh, season of the church. Happy New year, right? It's the start of our liturgical calendar. So please, folks, let's focus on Advent today. Call in, share your comments. Do you have an Advent wreath? Are you saying the Advent prayers when you light each candle? Are you entering into the four weeks in a very deep way? At Adam is going to share with us what we need to know about this incredible liturgical season. Can you tell it's one of my favorite times of the year? It really is. I love Advent. It is a penitential season with fasting and prayer, but I think it's overlooked. It's skipped over because we're racing to get to Christmas, let's face it. So if you have something to say about this uh, wonderful season we're about to start in our church year, call in. We've got Lori Powell and Carol Herrera at the phone. They're, they're doing a great job, ready to go with their headsets on. Here we go. 877-757-9424. Or you can uh, join us on Facebook. You can like us there at the Spirit World Podcast and leave your comments there. Okay. Adam, take it away. We want that. I know you're going to, you only have a short amount of time to do this deep teaching, but you have a challenge for us. And I, I, I brought out my notebook because I'm taking it on. I took on your Advent challenge last year and it was a spiritual game changer. I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, well, that's all God because, um, yeah, God inspires anything that's good. So let's look at it again this year. Um, it's a real blessing to still be here a year later with everybody. Um, so Advent goes back to at least the year 480. It was first mentioned in the year 380 um, at the Council of Saragossa. Um, it's been in the church a long time, and it's been a time of preparation uh, for Christmas, for Jesus. 
It is done over four weeks with a focus on the four Sundays. It's going to start on December 3rd, so it's coming up here very soon. The first week, the theme is hope. The second week, the theme is peace, which would be on December 10th. The third week, the theme is joy, which would be on December 17th. The fourth week, the theme is love, which would be on December 24th. Now, a few ways that we can personally hook into that and connect with that. So that first week, uh, the week of hope, this is in a personal sense, a hope that we have that Jesus enters our lives anew this Christmas, as he does in each moment of our life, but that we be open to him entering our lives in a new way this Christmas, because uh, conversion in the experience of God is never ending. Secondly, peace, one way to look at that is to, especially in our troubled world, kind of remind ourselves that to be at peace comes from trusting God. You know, um, we know from the divine mercy, you know, Jesus, I trust in you, is such an important theme in the church. And that peace comes from trusting in the providence of God, that even when things are going poorly or rough or we're having a hard time, ultimately uh, there will be peace in terms of our relationship with our lives if we can trust in God. Joy is about being joyful about Jesus. We are waiting for him in a joyful sense. And then love, of course, I think a good way, as Deb, you mentioned, the, the penitential nature of this, is to love others as Jesus loved us to some extent. We can't love as perfectly as him, but we can, we can strive to emulate him. Okay, so hope, peace, joy, and love. One thing about Advent, and, and I know you, know you may have heard this before, but it's good to refresh it. God is eternal. Jesus is eternal. The story of what he did echoes throughout all of time and all of space. And so Advent is a celebration both of the past, when Jesus came into the world in a physical way uh, 2,000 years ago, and we can explore that through the Bible. Presently, in this particular Christmas season, in our personal lives, in our journey with God, he's going to enter our life anew at this Christmas. And in the future, we have two ways of looking forward to God entering our lives in the future. One is uh, we are very likely going to experience our personal judgment when we die, unless we're here for the second coming. That is an encounter with Jesus that we look forward to in the future. And then ultimately his second coming in the general judgment of the world. So it's a past, present, and future. It, it opens up, Deb, and this is, this is what I'm trying to connect with this year, really. Advent isn't about narrowing down and focusing on Christmas. It's about opening up the lens of that view and looking at our entire lives from beginning to end and looking at the encounter at the end of our lives, looking at the past that's recorded in the Bible and how these things echo through time and how they repeat. Advent is not just about these few weeks leading up to Christmas. It's actually about the encounter with Christ and Christ entering creation and entering our lives. Okay, we're moving towards the practical. So what does the church call us to be doing during Advent? What are, what are some of the focuses here? or the foci, if, if we want to be really proper about it. It's a time of fasting and prayer. It's not like Lent, but it's sometimes called the Little Lent, right? So it, it's not just about the feast. It's also about fasting, prayer, and we'll see kind of acts of kindness and charity. One way to do that, and, and we talked about this last year, and, and I think just about all of us, you know, um, have a need for this or a place for this in our lives, 
One way to, to live this is to reconcile with family, reconcile with God, to be more patient with family, and in a sense for, for when you're struggling in the relationship with God, to be patient with God in, in terms of the way you're, you're understanding and interacting with God. So a patience and reconciliation is one beautiful thing that we can work on. Charity in, the, in our acts, in our, just our attitudes towards other people, that can be really hard. And for a lot of us, when family gets together around the holidays, in reality, it's some of the most stressful times of the year. And for those that don't have family to be with, it's a very stressful time of the year. And so being charitable to other people, being patient with them, particularly at these stressful times is really good and important. And then, of course, ultimately, it's a preparation for Christmas. But I think what we're saying here on the show today is that it's not just that narrow bit. It's not just the preparation for Christmas. Yes, that is part of it. And we want to be we want to be going to mass. We want to be preparing spiritually. If, if you're a Catholic Christian, go to confession. Um, if you're if you're a Protestant Christian, repent as best you can. Prepare to receive Jesus into your life at Christmas. Okay, now here we come to the fun stuff, and this is a challenge for me too. You mentioned uh, we did something similar we talked about last year. So if you wanted to boil it down, uh, here's something you can do. Each of these four weeks, you know, let's say you start on, on December 3rd at that first Sunday when Advent starts. You're going to do four things. Number one, stop one sin that makes you shy away from God. That's not easy. And it's not just grit your teeth and, and force yourself to not do it for a few days. It is root out the source of that sin. Figure out why that sin has been a real burden for you and why that makes you shy away from God. So number one, stop one sin. Number two, forgive one person and then pray for their well-being and their conversion. Now, this, you know, I mean a person that has aggrieved you, that you feel wounded by, that, that there's bitterness, that there's some division there that hasn't been resolved over time. And of course, the footnote on that is if there's been abuse, if it's something destructive, of course, you're not going to, you know, put yourself in danger and physically go approach this person. You can do it within your own heart between you and God. If they've passed on, you can still forgive them and kind of let that weight go uh, between you and God. So number two, forgive one person. Number three, each week, read one gospel, the entire thing. Pick one. You got a whole week to do it. It's not that bad. Read one gospel. Ask God to inspire you in okay. terms of your journey and what he wants you to get out of it. And then the last one, Deb, and mm -hmm. I, I want you to jump in. The sure. last one, do one significant kind act for somebody. So that's a charitable act. It doesn't mean give money. Mm -hmm. It means a, a significant charitable act. Okay. Got it. So we've got the four things. We're gonna we're going to uh, talk about this again on the other side of the break. We're going to hit the pause button in a little bit. This is a great challenge for Advent. Who's with me? I'm taking on this challenge for sure. I can do it. I wrote it down. Can you do it? We're going to ask the Spirit World listeners now. We've got the phone lines open. Uh, Lori and Carol are waiting to answer your call about Advent. So if you have something to share, something to say, a question to ask, please do it now. We are inviting you to call in. This is your show, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And we'll be right back.
Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Dan Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. So, some Jehovah Witnesses knock on your door. You're ready to defend Jesus' divinity, but they throw you a curveball and deny the divinity of the Holy Spirit. What do you do? Well, first, you could turn to 1 Corinthians 2.11, where Paul says, No one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. If the Spirit can comprehend the infinite thoughts of God, He must be infinite, and thus God. You could then turn to Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, and here Peter rebukes Ananias and Sapphira for lying to the Holy Spirit. But then a few sentences later says they lied to God. How can lying to the Holy Spirit be the same as lying to God unless the Holy Spirit is God? So with verses like these, you can hit that curveball and defend the divinity of the Holy Spirit. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. We're talking about Advent today on the Spirit World and Adam Bly, religious demonologist and co-host of this show, just issued a challenge to all of us. I'm taking it on. I wrote it down in my notebook, and I hope the Spirit World listeners do the same for this wonderful liturgical season of Advent that we are entering into. We cannot say it enough. Uh, We are in, or we're heading into uh, the time of Advent. It is not the Christmas season yet. Please, if we can focus on Advent, we can get a lot out of Advent for ourselves internally in our souls. And it's very important. That's why, that's why a lot of people play Advent music, you know, instead of all the Christmas carols already. So it's very interesting how we, how we enter into this, Adam. And I, I just want to, um, you know, being a life coach, I, I always say to folks, please be aware of what you're doing and what you're focusing on, because what you're focusing on can really benefit you uh, spiritually. And if we really are entering deeply into this beautiful um, um, season of Advent, we can, we can enter into the Christmas season a different person, a really, a, a truly a different person. Um, and that would be wonderful. And I love your challenge. So we're going to talk about that. We do have a couple open phone lines. 
Um, we are it, taking your calls today, so please uh, dial in 877-757-9424. That's the number to call. You'll speak to Carol or Lori. They're both great. You'll love them. And they'll chat with you for a few minutes. You, they'll put you on hold. You get to listen live and jump into the discussion. If you would rather email us, here's how you do it. TSW at grnonline.com. And uh, you can also go on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. We pick up your comments there as well. We're going to get to Leslie in just a moment. Leslie, hang on. I just want to uh, go over Adam's challenge one more time. So, Adam, I just want to make sure I I have it uh, correct in my notebook because I was writing um, really fast, um, but I can do that. So you're saying step one is to stop one sin. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's okay. So, so individually we go over our own, um, examination of conscience, right? Mm -hmm. And, and there's that one nagging sin and you're saying, you know, really work hard with a plan to get rid of that once and for all before Christmas hits, right? If, yeah, you got to commit to really getting this out of your life, not just grit your teeth and I won't do it till Christmas, but where's the source of this and how do I get this out of my life? You know, they say it takes a month to form a new habit. So, you know, that's part of it, but you really need to do that work and, and focus on something that really makes you shy away from God, that makes you feel embarrassed about God, approaching God, makes you feel guilty, you know, and anything that's keeping you from approaching God in your prayer life or mass. Okay. Second one, forgive one person and pray for their well-being, their conversion. So wish them good, uh, pray for them, really want good to come out of, of, of their lives and everything, right? So really do mm -hmm. it in a, in, a, in a sincere way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not just letting go of, of the anger with that person, but by wishing them well, you know, and Jesus talks about this, you know, what, what merit is there in showing love to people that love you? Okay. You know, the merit comes from, from, yeah, from that okay. step. Yep. And then you want us to read one gospel uh, a week and it, you can do it in the whole week. That's fantastic. I mean, we should always get into the living word of God. And so absolutely. So you want us to, to pick uh, dust off our Bibles and, and dive into the gospels. Okay. And then one significant charitable act. So a loving act, not that we feel pity or sorry for someone. Um, we really are out of love, want to see something better for that person. And so we, mm -hmm. we impart that charitable act, not that we're going out with megaphones to the world saying, look what I did. I stood on the street corner and handed out dollar bills. We really want to, um, to do it in a way that is a loving gesture from soul to soul. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it doesn't okay. have to be money. It doesn't even have to be material. It could okay. just be comfort, you know. But, smile? Yeah. A smile? Well, something significant, something that you're going to have to make a little bit of a sacrifice to do in okay. some way, some of your time, some of your energy, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, Adam, you have my word. I'm taking on that challenge. I'm going to try to. I'm okay. going to try to. Okay, and we've got, do we have a, a show of hands from the show team? Is everybody else taking on that challenge? They're all taking on the challenge. Look at our show team go. You guys are awesome. Carol and Lori and Taylor and Tim. Wow, you guys are amazing. Okay, so let's go to the phones. Adam, do you have anything more to say before we, go, we uh, hit the phones? No, I think we're good. 
Okay, we do have a um, couple open phone lines. If you'd like to jump in on the action here, we're talking about what are we talking about? Come on, you should know it by now. I said it at least 16 times. Advent, 877-757-9424. Please join us. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. We consider you part of the family if you're listening to us right now. So this is your show, The Spirit World. Let's hear what Leslie has to say in uh, Celeste, Texas. And Leslie's on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for being first up here on The Spirit World. Oh, good morning, and thank you both so much for these wonderful ideas. And I have a question on it. If you would expand, both of you, a little bit more on the good deed, because, like, I... Don't I don't want someone to feel like I'm doing. It. Well, y'all y'all already answered my question, but could you expand on the idea of doing it out of a genuine love and not like because I feel sorry for you, and also just giving money like to our local food bank. I think that's really important, but I think you're talking about something different, right? Well, you know, it could be money to the food bank. Sure, it could be that. I guess I I think one of the things that grows. Uh, that kind of grows our Christian life is when we interact with other people. So if, yeah. if it's like writing a check and putting it in the mail, yes, that's helpful and that's fine. But I think you will grow more through actually interacting with another person, you know, with this charitable act. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Leslie, you and I have the uh, same thought on this. And I, that's why I asked Adam right before your call, this idea of charitable acts when you, because let, let's face it, let's, let's, let's talk uh, real here, real talk here. You know, you're driving on, uh, on the, you're going to the grocery store and you stop at a stoplight and there's a, a homeless person on the corner, right? You feel that, that urge to maybe give them a couple dollars. And then you're thinking, well, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? You know, what are they going to do with those dollars? Are they going to go buy alcohol or something like that? I don't want to contribute to something that's an addiction. You know, when you go through this, I don't know if anybody else does it, but I do it, this mental struggle of what to do, right? And so then you're thinking, well, oh, this must be God placing this homeless person right in front of me, so I got to do something, right? Oh, and then so do you roll down the window and say, I'll pray for you or something like that? It's, it's, it's real. we're faced with these situations and opportunities all the time, Leslie, and that's why I was trying to have um, Adam uh, clarify this for us. But I would just say this from a, a religious education standpoint, when I was a religious education director for many years, we used to share with um, our students, adults and, and uh, uh, young adults, we used to say all the time this, what Adam just said earlier, this soul to soul encounter is huge. And, and sometimes instead of us assessing a situation and we see a need and we jump in, maybe ask, do some uh, connection and ask if there is a need. So you, you could be encountering somebody at a grocery store. You see they look really down and they look sad. Maybe it's time as a Christian to step up and say, I'm sorry, I, I noticed you looked really sad. Is there anything I can pray for? Or is, you know, is there something that you need? And actually step in. I could feel the Holy Spirit as soon as I said this. And, and that's what is, I believe, in soul-to-soul -soul encounters. We're missing so much of it, especially when we have gone through the pandemic and we were separated and, and isolated and, and moved away from each other. We don't know how to do that soul-to-soul -soul connection. We've got we've to learn that again. What do you say to that, Leslie? Appreciate it so much. I'm going to remember soul to soul connection. That's mm -hmm. the key. Mm -hmm. 
Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. You're wonderful. Thank you for calling. And we, we wish for you a beautiful Advent season. Thank you. Okay. What, what do you say to that, Adam? Do you want to, before we go to the next caller? You know, I just had a thought as you were talking, Deb. Um, so many people have loved ones that are in nursing homes or hospital situations. Mm -hmm. That's a great opportunity to do a charitable act and go and, and not just breeze through, but really like maybe, you know, if you're allowed, bring a meal and, and spend some real time together. That, that would be a way to both maybe reconcile uh, relationships that are wounded, but also do a charitable act, you know, within your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is wonderful. And you know, a lot of it, when you, we have relatives or friends in these assisted living places or nursing homes or some, some facility outside of our homes, but there's other people there as well. And they have relatives and friends that are, that they, they don't visit very often or something like that. You know, we can be that, that, that Christ presence to so many, even, even the ones that work in these facilities that are, that are overworked and sometimes underpaid. Right. And um, we can be there for each other. And that's very, very important. And I think I, I, another opportunity, Adam, just like you said, okay, we're going to hit the pause button in just a couple minutes, but I want to just say hello to Mariam, um, in New York on EWTN, uh, com. Mariam, let's get started, and then we're going to hit the pause button. So welcome to the spirit world. Well, hello. Uh, hello. Um, happy, um, well, uh, it's Christ Day tomorrow, so I, I'll i just say, you know. Um, Beautiful. Blessed be the day when we celebrate our Lord, which mm -hmm. is tomorrow. Thank, mm -hmm. um, Thank but, you. But the Advent thing, I'm just starting to learn about it. Um, I, I, you know, I've been really turned off to the commercialization of the Christmas season. And I thought, well, what is this Advent thing? And I haven't learned a lot about it in my religious training throughout my life with several different religions, Jewish and Christian and whatnot. But I'm, I'm really come home, I guess, as they say, to the Catholic faith. Um, and, but I don't, I want, I like what your friend said there about stopping one's sin. And I thought, oh, wonderful, because I thought on the day of Christ tomorrow would be a good time for me to seriously throw my cigarettes out and completely stop smoking. I'm not even sure if it's a sin. I know it's an addiction, but it's bad. Um, it's not something I <laughs> ever took up willfully. I never wanted to get addicted to nicotine, but I did. So um, I want to use that, as your friend said, for a stopping one sin. And I can do this with Advent, right? And mm -hmm. with tomorrow being Christ's holy day. Mm-hmm. For, for Sunday, yes. Um, hold on, Mariam. I'm going to let um, Adam um, Adam Bly comment um, about what you just shared. But I love your heart. I love that you're asking about Advent. That is why we do these shows. So very, very important. So thank you so much for, for trusting us and calling in. If you'd like to join the conversation, folks, uh, Mariam's going to hold um, through the break. We have an open phone line just for you, 877 757-9424 and if you just dropped off please call back there's open phone lines on the spirit world we're talking about advent today
Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. How do you keep God in your mind once you're done with prayer and daily mass? It's different for each of us, but one tool we've learned to use in our family is Christian music. Whether you're working around the house or driving the car, it's far more uplifting to listen to than the overplayed secular love songs, and God can speak to you through it. It's amazing how transformative good Christian music can be. Music can help us memorize scripture and remind us of the providence of God throughout the day. It can teach kids the Bible in a way that they love. And kids can make music their own. As they grow up, encourage your children to pick out Christian music that they personally can relate to. There's all different genres, from chant to country to contemporary. St. Paul exhorts us, sing psalms, hymns, and inspired songs to God from your hearts. Music can help deepen your love for God and lift your spirit to Him throughout the day. Try it this season and see. To find more resources for your family, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we are going to address Miriam's uh, uh, call and comment about Advent. I think it was wonderful, Adam. Um, I love her, her trusting heart uh, to call in and say, you know, I want to enter deeply into the season of Advent. And should I give up cold turkey uh, smoking cigarettes as she realizes it's, it's an addiction, but is it really a sin? And that's, a, you know, I think that is, I mean, for her to even look at that, which, which by the way, I will tell you that um, smoking is, is, is a very hard habit to kick. Um, and, and I think that's wonderful that she's looking in that direction. What do you say to that? Yeah, Deb, it's, um, yeah, so smoking, of course, it's a powerful addiction. There's nicotinic receptors uh, throughout the brain. Um, it's designed to hook into, you know, almost all of the brain, which is why it's such a powerful addiction. Um, is it a sin? Well, it's not a mortal sin because uh, it's not violating one of the Ten Commandments. I think most people would say it's a venial sin, and in this sense, and see see if you agree with me, Deb. I'm just thinking the out temple loud. Temple of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, if I were to, if I were to say drink a poison that I know is going to severely harm my body, and I'm going to need to be on dialysis for the rest of my life because I drink this poison, you would probably say, 
you're attacking your body, you're damaging your body, that's not good because that's a body God gave you to take care of. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and clearly, um, you know, really harming the body is, is pretty clearly sinful. And then you get in these areas like smoking where some people would say like, well, you know, it's not necessarily going to kill me. And, you know, is it a big deal? I, I, I would argue that it is an attack on the body because the body's not designed to inhale smoke. And we know, mm -hmm. you know, it mm -hmm. increases so many problems. So all that's a preamble to say, Miriam, um, you know, especially if you feel like smoking is something that maybe God has put on your heart. Um, that you need to be stopping. If that's something that you feel is in your spiritual life, I would pursue that. Um, don't beat yourself up if you try cold turkey and you stumble because it is a powerful addiction. I would, I would just advise, you know, work with some type of program, mm -hmm. uh, maybe tapering off with, with nicotine gum. I don't know. I, I'm not an expert on this. I've never smoked. Um, but there are ways to kind of taper the chemicals down slowly. And I would just add, um, I, I agree, I echo exactly what Adam was saying. Don't beat yourself up if you, you know, your intention to do this is huge, I believe, with God. You're making the intention of wanting to get this away from your life so you can uh, extend your life here and, and more opportunity on this side of the veil to get closer to God, right? So that's what we want to do. We want to... Um, uh, enhance our lives here so we create more more uh, chances for us to get closer to God on this side of the veil. Less time in purgatory, you know, and then hopefully we get straight to heaven. So, so Miriam, I just want to say your intention, I believe, right there is a beautiful, beautiful thing uh, to do. And, and, and I agree with Adam. Um, I would I, if you want to go cold turkey, I will tell you many years ago, Miriam, in 1989, I went cold turkey and quit smoking and never picked it up again. And so I will tell you it can be done, but it, it, it sometimes it, it's very hard. And I agree with Adam, uh, get that support system or that medical person in place to help you with this, because I love your intention, because mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're telling God, I want to live a, a, a better life here, a longer life here so I can I can have these wonderful um, uh, scenarios to get closer to you Lord to have these opportunities these moments in time on this side of the veil to to grow closer to you so that's beautiful and in Advent there's many Advent uh, resources out there Miriam there's uh, so many on EWTN.com uh, just type in Advent EWTN.com it'll come up the prayers for Advent uh, blessing of your Advent wreath all sorts of things if you want to go on social media uh, if you want to go on the internet, uh, YouTube, uh, Father Chris Alar, just type in Father Chris Alar Advent, and there's several um, presentations from him. M amazing priest doing a great uh, explanation of Advent that you can enter into deeply. What do you say? I know we're kind of overwhelming you with a lot of stuff, but I just love your heart, and we want you to go deep uh, for the Advent season. Well, thank you. Um, I, 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 I am, uh, I, I'm older. I, I'm in my late sixties, and I have two children that I'm concerned about. And I feel I would like to stay here a little longer until they 
you know, come around. That that's my reason for desiring longevity from the Lord. Other than that, he, you know, he could come and get me any time. But I, I need somebody to look after my my grown children. But um, but aside from that, the Advent thing to me is just getting more beautiful because I see that it is a celebration that the ancient Jewish people you know, looked forward to, and it's just a, um, it's the coming of Christ, the coming of, of hope and of life, and nowadays, everyone and their brother is talking about the end of times, because, you know, of all the nonsense and evil and the internet and everything, and yeah, uh, maybe, but, um, you know, God is in control, and he has the power, and I'm just, you know, the advent is like my heavens. We goofed up for many generations. The Jews, they sacrificed the bulls and whatnot, and that didn't work. And so God said, well, you know, I'm fed up. I'm going to sacrifice my own son that I love. And she would say, because, you know, the bulls and that, they were feeding. That was food. They were sacrificing food, something they needed to live. So uh, I can understand that from a parent's point of view. You get so upset with your children. You pull your hair out. You say, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Then maybe they will listen and come and love me. And for some reason, that little thought came to me during this this season of Christ and the Advent. And I am fed up with the commercialization of Christmas. It just just really bothers me. Well, and and Miriam, that's the reason why we wanted to do this show, to dedicate an entire hour on on Advent, to get everybody to slow it down and to really um, go into this beautiful liturgical season with with an openness of heart, to want to make those changes, to get closer to, to God, to anticipate and prepare for the coming of Christ. And Marion, at the beginning of your call you said that you you have um uh, been through or, or or i think you might have said you've you've studied or or entered into different faiths and now you're back home into the catholic faith i just want to say welcome home welcome home i mean good things are ahead um this is a wonderful time for you to call into uh the spirit world and we go through this advent season together adam issued these wonderful challenges you're already taking them on thinking about what you can do in your own life Many blessings to you and your family. And I I put you in the prayer book because I want good things for you and your family because you can hear it in your heart that you want to get closer to God. What do you say, Adam? Yeah, the final thing, Miriam, um, of course, I, I heard you mention there as you were talking, the thought came to you, if I sacrifice myself, maybe they'll they'll love me or pay attention to me. Of course, Miriam, if, if you've had thoughts of, of suicide, you really do need to you know, if that's happening actively, you really need to call 911. Talk with a therapist or your doctor about it if these thoughts are going on, because God doesn't put us here to end our lives when we will it to be ended. You know, the Christian perspective, it is life, you know, from birth to natural death. And God has appointed a certain time for us where we're here in the world, and it's not really, it's not for us to choose to end that early. That's not a sacrifice that's going to do any good. It's not actually a sacrifice. It's a mortal sin. So, you know, I I just, I don't want to put you on the spot on the radio, but that is super important that if you're having those thoughts, you you talk with your doctor. Any final comments before we let you go? Yes, I just wanted to say, I didn't mean it in that way. I, um, I, I, I just meant that 
to, to me, God has such great love for his creation. Mm-hmm. He, 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 one way he shows us, he, he sacrificed his own son to show mm-hmm. that I love you so much. I, I sacrifice, just like with Moses on, on the altar, but Isaac, you know, it, 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 I was just sort of like thinking of that. And, and, and then, but God went ahead and actually did that with his own son, but yet rose him up to life and hope. That was the analogy I was thinking of. But um, I do appreciate, thank you, um, um, Adam, for the thoughts. And um, there is suicide in my family. So um, I don't know if it runs in the genes, but thank you for enlightening my heart to, you know, the fact that, no, God does not want that for any of us. Wonderful. Well, God bless you, Mary, and we'll pray for you. He just preached that. Thank Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Stay in touch with us. You can always email us, Miriam, at, at tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we're going to let you go uh, there and get going with your weekend, and we're going to move to David, and David has been waiting so patiently in Cleveland, Ohio, on EWTN. Hi, David. Welcome to the Spirit World. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and um, first of all, I forgot the first uh, two uh, uh was a gifts or the, when we light the Advent candles, I think what number one was hope, but I forgot number two. Yeah, so the first week, the focus is hope. Number two, the second week would be peace. The third week oh, would peace. be, okay. yeah, peace. The third week would be joy. The fourth week is love. Yes, that's um, the third week joy. That's what, Gaudante Sunday or something where the pink candles lit, lit up? Mm-hmm. They say it right, Sunday. Yeah, represents kind of the midway okay. point. Yep. Yeah, midway point. But uh, yeah, this is just a comment uh, to let both of you know that, uh, yes, beginning uh, December 3rd, I will definitely uh, prepare myself for um, Advent and uh, to leading up to uh, uh, Christ's birthday on, on December 25th. And yes, uh, I will definitely um, make sure I get to re- reconciliation before the t- December 25th. And uh, uh, yes, I, re- um, I will be uh, uh, planning on uh, making mm-hmm. making the charitable gift. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just, D- just uh, David. Just- David, you can hear it already with your um, your tone and your delivery of what you plan on doing, you already have a great heart. You can hear it. It's very obvious you have a love for God. Um, and I just, I just wanted to affirm that in, in you, that it's coming through the radio loud and clear. So if you keep going in this direction, I've, I believe this, and I've seen this in religious education for over 30 years, David. If we take one step towards God, he comes rushing towards us. It's just the way our God is. And you, you, are, you are pointing yourself towards God. You're continuing on that journey. And I just, I wish for you so many blessings during this Advent season. Okay. Um, okay, why? have nothing else just just a short comment well that's wonderful david thank you for calling um 
And yeah, we'll, we'll take that as, you know, that's you talking to God and saying, Hey, mm -hmm. I feel moved by something here. And I'm, I'm saying it out loud that I'm going to, I'm going to do that and work on those conversion, you know, that conversion in your life. So that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. All, All right. right. God bless you. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. And, and I love getting to the rose candle, um, Adam Gaudete Sunday because the joy it is exciting and it does you turn the corner and you start to get super excited um, for Christ's birth and and I love that and 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 I think all of those you know entering in with our with our our hopes and our joys and our dreams and our and our senses when we engage in our senses like that that's why the Advent wreath having that visual wreath on our on our dining room tables and our or in our kitchen or somewhere where we all gather together as a family is so very important so we stay in that place so we don't rush it I think in this world we're constantly rushing things and that that can be an unfortunate missed opportunity um, especially when when families are involved. So, Adam, um, let's go to um, uh, Ed in Pensacola, Florida. Ed is on EWTN. Hi, Ed. Welcome to the Spirit World. Well, how y'all doing? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for calling. Go t take it. Um, ask your question um, for Adam Bly, or I'm here to answer as well. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know if y'all take this uh call y'all talking about advent but uh i was raised in the catholic church and uh, uh we used to be an altar boy and uh i was molested by a priest at 12 years old and uh, that's not the only reason i come out of the catholic church is i went to bible college i've been studying the bible for years it's a lot of things in the uh, in the bible that i believe just don't coincide with the catholic faith and my question is why don't the catholic faith allow priests to marry uh, you know, in the Bible, if you read the Bible, St. Peter was married, you know. So, and I was just wondering, I think that'd make it a lot easier on the on the priest if they was married. And uh, what what chance on that? Well, um, okay, Ed, and of course, I'm really sorry to hear that, that you had that trauma in your life. Um, I, I know that has a huge impact, and I'm very sorry that that happened to you. Um, so... I'm not a I'm not an expert on this. I know there's been whole books written on this, but part of it, Ed, is the church realized uh, a long time ago, um, even uh, I believe well before the Protestant Reformation, uh, realized that for a priest to have their attention divided between a family and the and the the needs and demands of family life and of a wife and children, and also being a, always available to their parishioners. You know, priests get called in the middle of the night and to run to the hospital on a regular basis. Um, you know, they've got people waiting to see them all day. Most days, the priests that I know, they, they have appointments all day outside of saying mass and hearing confessions and the marriages and the funerals, um, is that it, it does two things if you're married, I think. Number one, it's a little unfair to the family because the demands of being a priest uh, very much in a sense usually come first because that's what they've sworn to do. They've sworn to be a priest and be obedient and be available to the people. And then secondly, it would be a little bit unfair to the people in the parish if the priest wasn't available to come anoint your mom that she's dying because their child had a birthday, for instance. I'm just thinking out loud here, Ed. Again, I'm not a total expert on this, but Deb, what do you think? 
Well, Ed, I wanted to share something with you. For six years, I worked under a pastor, an amazing pastor, who um, a Catholic priest who was a married priest. Uh, he came in from he was an Episcopalian. Um, the he came in uh, through through that um, uh, provision, and he uh, was. Um, a Catholic, a Catholic priest, a Catholic pastor, and there's a lot written about this. As a matter of fact, EWTN.com, um, there's, I just pulled up one article. It says, what's the deal about legally married priests? And that's on EWTN.com. And Ed, I would encourage you to read this about that we do have um, uh, married priests coming in from um, the the uh, Episcopal Anglican Rite coming in to the Catholic Church as married priests. Now, once it, once their spouse dies, that changes. You know, when they be, when it when their spouse dies. But I will tell you that you know that is a discipline. It's not a it's it's not a doctrine. It's a discipline. Okay, and it can be can be lifted. But the, but I agree with Adam. There's been a lot of uh, studies on it that there is a um, a conflict in ministry. Um, he was an amazing pastor, and he was a wonderful father and husband of four children and grandchildren. However, he did have um, a conflict on on where he could spend his ministry time. It was it was it was difficult. Um, but and he, and he uh, ran a, what we call a mega parish. We had. Um, um, several thousand registered families. So it was a mega parish on top of that. And so I would just say, I wouldn't, I would really go in deeply as to why and the wisdom behind why this discipline has not been lifted. Um, because it, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. There's a lot to it. I worked in ministry for over 25 years at the parish level. Um, and I worked for a married priest and I worked for those at the uh, priests that obviously weren't married. And I will tell you, there's, there's, it's not easy. And, and I know that people say that, well, well, you can just cure the priest shortage by, you know, having married priests. It doesn't always work that way. You, you add on some more problems that come into the ministry side of things. But Ed, I agree with Adam. You obviously have been hurt or something has been, has been done, or you have, have researched something and, and it has hurt you in the Catholic faith. I would just encourage you to revisit it. Our, our, our faith is so rich, um, and the sacraments are so strong, and we need those graces more than ever, I believe, in this world. And if there's anything that could, could make you want to just revisit it, I would encourage you to go to catholicscomehome.org. It's a beautiful ministry by Tom Peterson and the team. They do fine work. They have great resources. And I would encourage you to just to continue your study in, in this area. What do you say to that, Ed? Uh, yes. Well, I really appreciate y'all's uh, taking my call and y'all's answer. And uh, let me make a comment. Uh, I believe in one God. I've been saved. I've accepted His Son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and asked Him to forgive my sins. I believe I believe God is one God, but you got these dominations, and they all seem like they say you know it got a little different little things. But I think the main thing is these dominations, and I'm a Protestant. Now that they believe in his son, Jesus, and they ask his forgiveness, and they'll go to heaven. And uh, that's just the way I believe, you know. And uh, i got a lot of Catholic friends, relatives. Ninety percent of them are still in the Catholic faith. And I go to I go to that mass that once in a while. They come to my church. I go to a big Protestant church in Pensacola. got about 5,000 people. And the pastor's a very sweet person. 
and married, got about six kids, and he's done great being married and also being, uh, you know, to his uh, people in the congregation. So, uh, But I appreciate y'all calling, and God bless both of y'all, okay? Oh, God bless you, Ed. Thank, thank you, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. And and one one last thing uh, before you go, Ed, I just wanted to say this again. The, I, I don't disagree with what you had stated, Ed, but what I just want to say is that the one thing— in, in in the Holy Mother Church, the Catholic Church, is we have the sacraments, and the sacraments provide the graces that we need and we desperately need in a very dark world. And so there's a certain mindset we can have towards Christ and an understanding and a belief, but but the sacraments and allow us to enter into a transformation on this side of the veil, I believe, in a much deeper way. What do you say to that, Adam? Well, I mean, yeah, Deb, I mean, that's been my experience um, in my own life, and I have seen the power of the sacraments. I mean, I, you know, I work um, each week in the exorc- in the world of exorcism, and I've seen mm-hmm. the power of the sacraments uh, be an assistance to people that have um, kind of gotten so entangled with the devil that they ended up possessed, and it's, um, it's kind of, you know, in a sense, one of the, the pillars of them— um, being freed of it. Uh, not always, it's not always required. Some people can't participate in the sacraments when they're possessed uh, outside of baptism, which which God always gives the grace for them to do if they haven't been baptized. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I, I hear Ed and, and I, I think he was, he was probably, um, you know, being wounded as a child really hurt. But yes, the, I believe primarily deb in the eucharist um Mm -hmm. absolutely i I believe in all the sacraments but Mm -hmm. in terms of i've had a personal experience with the eucharist me too um Mm -hmm. that was that was you know uh, extraordinary Mm -hmm. and so for me that's kind of like a a tentpole moment in my life that i will never doubt the true presence of jesus in the Mm -hmm. eucharist that it's his body blood soul and divinity and so for me god gave me that gift of that that experience and so I believe in all the sacraments, but boy, the Eucharist for me is is kind of the thing that God gave me that will ensure that I, I would never look anywhere else because anywhere else, I, I know right. it's real. Right. I agree. Amen to that. Thank you again, Ed. Call us anytime or you can email us, Ed, as well, tsw at grnonline.com. We're going to run out of time. Uh, how many minutes do I have, Taylor? Oh, you hear the music. I don't have any any seconds <laughs> left. <laughs> Carol, I'm so sorry. Carol wanted to talk about, uh, she does a Jesse tree. Yes, Carol, thank you so much from Virginia. Teresa wanted to talk about uh, quitting smoking, um, but she says it's doable, and she's praying for Mariam and her children. Teresa, thank you. I hope Mariam's listening. That is wonderful. I love how the Spirit World listeners all come together and support one another. So thank you, Carol. Thank you, Teresa and the others. Okay, Uh, you can like us on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. Um, But uh, for Adam Bly, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. Until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon.